the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre-recorded. We are going to Woke City. I actually hate the term woke. It's used way too much. And because of that, it's often used incorrectly if there is an actual correct usage. But we're going to spend the next hour here talking mostly about wokeness and the stupidity that goes with it. And we're going to start with the Los Angeles Dodgers. They're having a pride night on June 16th, which is nauseating enough. But they invited a group called the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence to be a part of their celebration. They're drag queens dressed as nuns who, as part of their act, simulate sex acts, which is always nice for the kids who come to, you know, watch a ball game. Well, there was an outcry from various Catholic groups in L.A. and other groups, including the Archbishop, by the way. So the Dodgers decided to uninvite the nuns, but then LGBTQ groups that carry a lot more clout than the Catholic Church apparently went crazy. So the uh, the Dodgers chickened out. They apologized to the freaks, and then they re-invited them which makes you wonder who's doing the Dodgers marketing because you wonder if the marketing department is aware of what's happened to Budweiser in the last four weeks or so. 37% of the people in Los Angeles are Catholic, uh, which, you know, the number of transgender transgender people in the market is probably around 0.44%. So how is it good business to subject people who go to see a baseball game to nuns in drag mocking the Catholic Church. But that's where we are. And June 16th at Dodgers Stadium should be fun for the whole family. Let's see if this has the same effect that Dylan Mulvaney has had on Bud Light. Let's hope so. Anyway, when we come back, speaking of woke, you might be surprised about uh, how woke they are at Fox News. Not necessarily on the air, but there too, but in the Fox News headquarters. We'll have an eyewitness account. And in our second half hour, it should make you feel safe to know that pronouns are a major concern in the U.S. State Department. Actually, pronouns there are an obsession. Stick around. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-575-6745. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at TRA.com or call 800-575-6745. That's 800-575-6745. Tax Relief Advocates, real solutions for real people. Are you considering a unique way to enhance your investment knowledge this year? Then sign up today for the all-inclusive Eagle Financial Publications Cruise. Along with our trusted partner, The Money Show, we're setting sail this December to explore some of the most beautiful and unspoiled destinations in the Caribbean. But this is no ordinary vacation. It's a chance to learn from top Eagle financial experts like best-selling authors George Gilder, Mark Skousen, and others who will be hosting a series of workshops and seminars throughout the trip. Imagine lounging on the sun deck while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals or enjoying a gourmet dinner at the same table with one of our leading financial authorities. This once-in-a-lifetime cruise is a perfect way to combine education and relaxation to achieve your investment goals. 
This cruise will sell out quickly, so visit EagleFinancialCruise.com today to learn more and to secure your cabin. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and cool pillow you'll ever own. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code STAG. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to get the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code STAG or call 800 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. Wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people, businesses, and churches around you? That place exists. I know because I work there. My name is Cassie, and I'm the digital marketing specialist with Salem Media Group in Pittsburgh. Right now, Salem Surround has an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team. Is that you? We'll bring the training. You just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, our theme today is all about being woke, which means we'll be spending a lot of time talking about really stupid things. But we're going to start with Fox News and not the firing of Tucker Carlson, even though wokeness may have played a role in that. Mary Margaret Olihan is a senior reporter at the uh, Daily Signal. She got a look at the company handbook. And she joins us now. Mary Margaret, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. So what's the uh, bathroom policy at Fox? Let's start with that. Yeah, so we got a hold of Fox's company policy on gender transition for employees. That policy states that Fox News employees are allowed to use the bathroom that aligns with their gender identity rather than their biological sex. Um, They're permitted to dress in alignment with their preferred gender their coworkers must address them by their preferred name and pronouns in the workplace. And Fox will help employees come up with a workplace transition plan. And that's a workplace gender transition plan to help ease their transition at work. So this could even include giving them time off to get their transgender surgeries where they attempt to add or remove body parts to become a man or a woman. It also could include Uh, Fox helping them decide when they're going to start using the other bathroom that aligns with their gender identity and when their coworkers find out that they have transitioned or attempted to transition and more. And that's all in the company handbook, which employees will access on their like workday HR site uh, that is provided by Fox. Well, this is uh, I I know you don't know the answer. Maybe you do know the answer to it, but I've been wondering about this. Um, I, I know of a, a situation where a new employee was beginning uh, at a company and it was announced that this person would like to uh, use the pronoun for his pronouns or this person. I don't even know whether the person was a man or a, a woman, but then the, the, everybody was said that was told that this new employee wanted to be the, the pronoun to be used they, okay? So um, here's my, uh, maybe it's an unfair question for you, but I'm trying to get the answer to this. I'm, 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 I'm kind of clear on the pronouns that you're supposed to use him or, uh, or, or he, even though, you know, it's a woman, I get that it's stupid, but you know, know, I get what you're supposed to do. But uh, what about the verbs? So if, (laughs) if, 
if I if if you Mary Margaret are the new employee and you've decided that your pronouns are they, and somebody says, "Hey, have you seen Mary Margaret?" Should I say, "Yeah, they is in the lobby or they are in the lobby?" Because <laughs> the pronouns have been around for about twelve hundred years, but so have the verbs. And I've never had anybody. I, so if you if you start having people being referred to as they, shouldn't there be some rules about the verbs? I am sure there should be rules on the <laughs> verbs. I'm personally not familiar with them. I yeah. imagine that you still want to attempt to be grammatically correct, but yeah. I'm not entirely sure on that. Yeah, it would so, really bother me if someone said they is, but yeah. I'm not sure. Well, well <laughs> the, the, the ball's been dropped on that. I'm just saying. I, I'm waiting for somebody to clear that up because could that same person who would be offended by the improper pronoun be in uh, – uh, offended by the verb because does does the fact that you're using the pronoun they actually mean that you are referring to yourself as a plural entity or is it uh as are you still singular so i don't know just can you work on that for me maybe get back to me because i'm still i'm really confused about it you're smarter than i am i mean you've worked for the daily signal and everything all right so uh so do employees have to be current at fox in, in in the transgender terminology you know cisgender gender fluid all all that stuff yeah so the company handbook also includes a whole list of these words um, that typically come up when we're talking about this kind of thing. Uh, cisgender, gender expression, gender fluid, gender identity, gender nonconforming, gender transition. Um, the handbook includes all of these, and they're citing the Human Rights Campaign, which is one of the most, if not the most, prominent uh, lefty LGBTQ organization in the country. And what's really interesting about the Human Rights Campaign is they have a corporate equality index, which they use to control slash push corporations to promote LGBTQ content. And the way they do that is they have a scoring chart and they'll score corporations for how pro-LGBTQ these corporations are. And Fox, for the past several years, has received a perfect score on this corporate equality index, um, which the Human Rights Campaign describes as the nation's foremost benchmarking survey and report measuring corporate policies and practices related to LGBTQ workplace equality. And I had a former Fox News employee tell me that the company frequently mentions this perfect score in employee training materials. So that's Fox mentioning their perfect score from the HRC in these employee training materials. So, But how much could Fox blame these policies that might disturb their conservative viewers uh, or disappoint them. How much could Fox blame all this uh, on New York laws, that they, that they have no choice? So, yeah, I asked Fox about this because, as we know in our story, there are laws in New York and in California about the requirements for you know, workplace discrimination, certain things that these very blue states require for employees in workplaces. Uh, but Fox didn't get back to me on this. I would love to hear more. Um, we'd love to know. I've heard that they went above and beyond what was required. Okay. Um, if you look at what we have in our story, I don't know that there's any requirement in, in any state that you cite the human rights campaign and promote the human rights campaign's um, list of terms. I don't know that there's any requirement that you tout your rating from the human rights campaign the most prominent leftist organization in the country, which is promoting allowing children to get transgender surgeries and puberty blockers and hormones. Um, so there's there's a lot of questions raised here about what's going on because, like you said, there are laws. But at the same time, it would be great to have answers from Fox on whether they've pushed back, yeah, you know, whether they disagree with this stuff or they just have to do it because it's a law, but they didn't tell us that. Yeah. And um, they probably don't mention verbs in the human rights campaign either, I'm guessing. But um, so, but, but uh, Tucker Carlson always referred to famous transgender women, uh, men who think they're women with masculine pronouns. Uh, he even called Rachel Levine Richard on the air. That, that couldn't have gone over well in the offices. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I mean, I do know that the producers at Tucker Carlson tonight had to fight to use uh, the proper pronouns 
to talk about Dylan Mulvaney, who is a biological man that identifies as a woman. Um, that's one producer told me that, that they had to fight for that. Um, I also, you know, there's there's been a variety of backlash against Fox for various things that the network has put out, including a segment in 2022 where Brian Linus, who's a reporter for Fox, or um, I'm not, off the top of my head, I'm not exactly sure whether he's a reporter or a producer, uh, on-air reporter. Mm -hmm. But he was the voice behind this segment on a child's transition that went up in June 2022. And that segment produced a very strong reaction from uh, conservatives, particularly Matt Walsh, who spoke out against it, and the network airing such a segment. And that, I was told by um, former Fox employees, led to Walsh being blacklisted from Fox. And uh, the network did not want him coming on anymore, is what I'm told. And uh, he was able to appear on Tucker Carlson tonight a few more times. But other than that, he was largely blacklisted. Yeah, and he still is. And he uh, is quoted in your story as saying that uh, there's, I, I, I don't know exactly the term he used, I don't have it in front of me here, but... He said it's there's no there's no space between Fox and MSNBC on this issue anymore. Yes, he did say that. Yeah, and uh, do you th- and and where does someone like Matt Walsh where's he ever going to appear if he's not going to be allowed on Fox? Where's he going to be? Uh-huh. Well, I, I was listening to Walsh's podcast earlier today, and I think that. Daily Wire just announced that they're going to be streaming on Twitter all of their podcasts, which is super interesting. Yeah. And I was listening to Walsh's podcast today, and he mentioned that uh, something along the lines of this has been the biggest year of his career so far, and he's been blacklisted the whole time, so he he didn't seem too concerned about it. Yeah, and that's kind of on another subject, which you brought that up. Um, Elon Musk is out there today saying that um, – the independent media, independent journalism is going to just knock the traditional journalists out of the ballpark, uh, out, out of the spot and take over. And one of the reasons he's saying that is because Twitter is going to give people like Walsh and maybe Tucker Carlson a spot to do whatever he wants to do and and reach millions of people instantly. Yeah, it's super interesting. I'm excited to see what happens with that. Um, I know that Elon is probably responding to the absolutely unbelievable state of journalism today in most corporate lefty mainstream media outlets. Um, There's some of us who are privileged to work for conservative outlets uh, that will still do the good work, but uh, I do think it's a good thing for journalism that Tucker Carlson, for example, can stream his show on Twitter and he can still say, and spread the truth, and not have to worry about answering to anyone. We're talking to Mary Margaret Olihan. I only have, a, I have less than a minute left, Mary. I know you, you Mary Margaret, you need to get out of here. But um, uh, I, I wonder. You mentioned that that you work for a, a conservative outlet. I see many conservative outlets, and I don't necessarily mean this is the as the it happens at the Daily Signal. But it's an outlet that you know is pushing back against all this transgender insanity. They'll write a story about transgender insanity and then refer to the person who is a man posing as a woman and say that uh, she exposed her penis in the locker room. And they and, you know, they'll they so they they I don't know. It, it doesn't make any sense. They they're opposed to it. They're pushing back on it. And then they conform to it at the same time. Yeah, it's incredibly embarrassing. They should be absolutely embarrassed to do such a thing. Um, If you're going to (laughs) claim that you are writing about the facts and about the truth and you can't be bothered to call a biological man a he Mm -hmm. or a state that that is a man, then you're not doing journalism. You're doing activism. Hey, Mary Margaret, I know uh, you have to get running here. I appreciate you taking the time. Mary Margaret Olihan of The Daily Signal. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, and we hope to have her on again. That's something that that has uh, really bothered me, uh, and I'm trying to think of some of the the, I, I even I don't know that it happens at the Federalist. I think I've seen it on the Post Millennial, which is a very conservative site, and they will be re, they'll be doing a story like the one we're just doing here, or they'll be doing a story about um, Le, uh, Leah Thomas, who's actually uh, was Will Thomas until he decided to pretend he was a woman, 
Um, and I've actually seen the sentence written that the the women on the University of Pennsylvania swimming team were exposed to her penis. And they put that in the story, and I, 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 I've, I've never been able to figure out who's responsible for that stupidity and whether it's the, the writer has no choice because his or her editor is saying that, you know, you, you, have, to, you have to respect the pronouns. But that's, um, that's it just, it, it's, it's annoying. And it's, if you're, as, as Mary Margaret Olihan just said, if you're against this stuff and you're pushing back against it, which I think everybody should do, then how can you – I've seen the New York – the New York Post is a big offender of this now that I think about it. New York Post has written a lot of stories about this, and every time they do, they will say that uh, a transgender man, let's say, say it's a, a story of a, of a, uh, a man competing against one, women or girls in, in sports, and it'll be a story about how ridiculous it is and, and how upset the, the girls are and how it's ruining women's sports. And then all through the story, they'll refer to this guy as her or she. And so it makes it makes zero sense if if you are if if it's stupid it's stupid and why would you go along with the stupidity of referring to a man as he as she or her and especially when you're doing a story on the very subject I, I don't get it but it happens and Mary uh, Margaret didn't have an explanation for that she couldn't explain the verbs either and I'm a hundred percent serious about the verbs if if I decide that I'm transitioning to a woman tomorrow and I uh, and, and someone says hey where's Steigerwald oh they is in the men's room is that well I guess I wouldn't be in the men's room I don't know what bathroom I'd be in but is they okay there or is it there they are are A-R-E I don't know anyway we're going to continue our um, our discussion of woke stupidity here Coming up uh, after this break, the, the State Department, you are going to find, uh, when you hear this uh, reporter from The Federalist, uh, is not only concerned and dedicated to the use of the proper pronouns and making sure that nobody is offended by the incorrect use of one, they're obsessed with pronouns at the State Department, and that should make you feel very safe and very happy. I'll be right back. News. I'm John Scott. Police have arrested a Missouri man they believe intentionally crashed a truck into a security barrier near the White House. The incident took place Monday night around 10 p.m. when a U-Haul truck smashed into a security barrier near the north side of Lafayette Square, which is across the street from the White House. A Secret Service spokesman identified the driver as a 19-year-old from the St. Louis suburb of Chesterfield. The U.S. Park Police said the man was arrested on multiple charges, including threatening to kill, kidnap, or inflict harm on a president, assault with a dangerous weapon, reckless driving, destruction of federal property, and trespassing. Greg Clugston, Washington. President Biden approving an emergency declaration as Super Typhoon Mawar approaches the U.S. Pacific Territory of Guam. Officials there say assistance will be needed to mitigate the effects of the imminent catastrophe. This is SRN News. Anti-racism has become a spiritual battle. The critical social justice movement represents a threat. We have to be right about what the word justice means and about what God requires of his people in this critical moment. In Fault Lines, the revealing new 10-part video series and study guide, preacher, professor, and cultural apologist Vody Bauckham reveals how woke doctrine contradicts biblical justice. The religion of anti-racism and the religion of social justice has no redemption. It is not about you doing the work of anything. Bauckham gives us the tools to recognize the fault lines beneath our cultural divide and see today's events through a biblical lens to help us hold a religious ground or reclaim it. What God are you trying to appease? Fault Lines, the 10-part video series and essential six-part study guide is available now at SalemNow.com. Watch Fault Lines at SalemNow.com. 
1250, The Answer, The Mike Gallagher Show. He's your happy conservative warrior. I know people are very frustrated. For me, election integrity isn't a thing. As far as I'm concerned, election integrity is the only thing. What the beast is willing to do to upend elections and to protect Democrats is almost unspeakable. Breaking news and what to make of it. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekday mornings at 9, right before Del Walmsley at noon on AM 1250. The answer. The IRS is the most powerful collection agency on earth. And if you owe back taxes, the news isn't good. The IRS is raising the interest rate it charges on unpaid taxes and further rate hikes are expected. Most people don't know it, but the IRS adds interest charges to your tax debts daily. So if you owe the IRS today, you'll owe even more tomorrow. And it doesn't stop until you get right with the IRS. The good news is getting right can start with one phone call to Optima Tax Relief, America's number one tax relief firm. Optima's tax professionals specialize in the Fresh Start Initiative, a powerful IRS program that can save you thousands if you qualify. In fact, the experts at Optima have resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients. Call now for a free consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Join Beth Andrews of NetWorth Advisors for the NetWorth Financial Hour, Saturdays at 7 a.m., 4 p.m., and 7 p.m., and Sunday mornings at 11. Get the news and information you need to help make your retirement dreams a reality. Don't miss the NetWorth Financial Hour with Beth Andrews, Saturdays at 7 a.m., 4 p.m., and 7 p.m., and Sunday mornings at 11. Firm offers insurance services. Networth Advisors, LLC, is a registered investment advisor. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh. W223CS, Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. AM 1250. The answer. Weather. Mainly clear skies expected for tonight. We'll reach a nighttime low of 54. Hazy sunshine tomorrow, the high 77. Clear skies for tomorrow night with a low of 44. It'll be sunny much of the time Thursday. We'll reach a high Thursday of 68. Thursday night clear, the low 47. Mostly sunny Friday, the high 73. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, we may or may not be able to beat China in a war, but uh, they can't touch us when it comes to pronouns. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the spread of pronoun stupidity in the military. So maybe we shouldn't be surprised to hear that it has infected the State Department. Evita Duffy Alonzo, uh, staff writer for the Federalist, Federalist, is here to talk about a pronoun fiasco. Uh, Evita, thanks for coming on again. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so uh, you got your information from a longtime State Department official. Did he want to remain anonymous for the usual reasons? Yeah, I mean, I, if he if he had if, he, if his if his supervisors found out that he was talking to me, talking to the media, um, he, he could lose his job. So he he had to be anonymous. Um, what happened was that last week there was a pronoun fiasco within the State Department. So they rolled out this policy where they were going to add pronouns to people's email bios. Um, But they did it without consulting anyone. So essentially you were just given pronouns without ever saying what your pronouns are. So ever, so men were given she, her, hers, girls were given he, him, his, um, and, and everything else in between. And they were, you know, obviously very taken aback. The, the staff at the State Department was very taken aback by all this. Um, and the State Department officials came out and apologized to the State Department staff and said, you know, we, we didn't, this, is, this was unintentional. If you need to seek counseling, you can do that on the State Department's dime. Kind of ridiculous. So I talked to a State Department official who was on the inside of all this and said that actually what was more disturbing and condescending than the counseling services that were offered um, was the diversity uh, czars who are in charge of each of the subsidiary offices within the State Department, who then sent out memos telling the to telling all of the staff to 
think about how this made them feel and realize yeah. that this is why they need to respect the pronouns of other people. So they made a, the so the State Department made a mistake, and then the State Department found a way to turn it into an excuse to lecture the personnel about respecting pronouns. Yeah, but who gets put in charge of doing the lecturing? Right. I mean, it's, so this is what he talked about this as well. He said it's an industry, right? Yeah. Um, to to have this, these diversity people, but it's an industry that the State Department can't afford. So they have all of these full time staffers who their full time job is just to lecture people about diversity, equity, and inclusion to make everybody feel bad to constantly be race mongering and 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 all of this stuff. Um, and, and, and the, the department is already short on staff, is already, you know, needs funding, is, is much less funded than the DOD or the FBI. Um, and, and so he, he said it's a complete waste of tax dollars and also just a, a terrible use of, of the department's resources. I'm just wondering who these people are, I mean, where they find them to be put in charge of this. Are they, are, are they people who... And I know you don't, I don't necessarily think that you know the answer to this, but I'm just uh, guessing here. Uh, the people who were put in charge of this, are they people who are already had already been working there and they went and took a course on you know how to pick a pronoun? Or are these young college, uh, recently graduated college students who majored in, I don't know, what do you major in to become an expert on this stuff? Whatever. Is that, are they hiring people like this and then putting them in place, do you think? I, so I, I I graduated recently. It's it's a yeah. career choice. You you can you can go to school and you can study social work and have critical theory as as your minor or double major. And you can and you have to be a minority, right? And you can very easily get a job like this. It's not it's not so much as you were already in the State Department doing a real job and they decide to do this job. No, you you graduated college with the intent of having this job. And, and th- like I said, it's a full-on industry. People are making millions of dollars a year. If you become the chief financial, or I'm sorry, the chief diversity advisor for a giant company like Facebook or Google or, or the entire State Department, right, because there's, there's a chief diversity officer, you're making wild amounts of money um, just, just to lecture on, di- you have a made-up job, just to lecture on diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, you, you get paid an absurd amount of money. And so you, you are, <laughs> you're hiring somebody who made the choice to study this insanity for four years, and then you've made the decision, yes, that's the person I want working for me. That's, that's what you have to do. Someone who yeah, wasted their time in college four years talking about and studying this. That's, that's, yeah, the, the, the prerequisite is literally just to be a, a race hustler and, and you'll get the job. And I think what, what the department officials that I talked to said is, is the most disturbing about this because they, they have these diversity offices at all of these corporations, at every one of these departments, but at the State Department in particular, to have this obsession with uh, DEI makes us look very weak as mm-hmm. a nation. Um, it, it makes us look to our allies like we're not good partners, that China might be a stronger partner because they're not constantly – blogging themselves about their their racism and their their racist founding and and why they're so they're so awful and and prejudiced right and then and then to our to our enemies they say well america is so preoccupied with silliness with the with themselves and with 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 race and with equity and and all of this that we I mean we, we don't have anything to worry about so on, on multiple levels, this just makes us seem like a very unserious country, which then becomes a national security threat. Well, and as you mentioned, you're a fairly recent college graduate. We're talking to Evita Duffy Alonso of The Federalist. Uh, we've had you on before. I actually had you on a couple of years ago when you were still a student uh, at University of Chicago. Um, so you have been – I'm an old guy, and I'm, I have not been exposed to this insanity and stupidity except here in this job and only in the last few years. But you, you've you kind of grown up with this, haven't you? And you've been exposed to this on a college campus your entire time you were there. You were there. So uh, do we have a generation of people uh, that, of your generation who are going to be um, just invading companies and, and making this stuff happen? 
people being traumatized by what pronoun they're referred to as? Right. Yeah. So, so there's there's a large portion of of young people who completely buy into this. They think you can. They think that you can change your your biological sex. They think that pronouns, um, you know, are 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 reasonable and and not based in delusion, which is what they are. Um, these pronouns that are are don't align with your with your biological sex. I mean, um, and then there's also a large portion of young people who know all of this is insane. But they have been conditioned yeah. from a very young age to know that if they don't subscribe to this this woke wokeism, if they don't add pronouns to their bio and they don't respect the pronouns of others and and they don't pretend to believe all of this, they won't get an internship, they won't get the scholarship, they won't get the job, they won't get the promotion, and their lives will you know be be nothing, right? So they so they say you know okay I I have to make these. I have I have to make these sacrifices on on my own principles um, in order to succeed in life, and they learn to do that um, right away. They're learning in, in elementary school, to be honest, um, and and then if they don't learn in the earlier years, they definitely learn it in college, and and that's that's where we're at right now. So what we have here are people who either are dumb enough to believe it, or people who are smart enough to know that they better act like they believe it. So, right. so, which is that's the same exactly. as everybody believing it, right? And and that and that's and and it, then it then it becomes I think even internally hard for people. It's like a psychological thing where you 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 have to you have to figure out you can you can try to hold hold on to your beliefs, right? And you can try to say, okay, well, I'm compartmentalizing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go to work, and I'm gonna sit in this diversity seminar, and I'm gonna pretend like all this is normal, but I'm gonna go home, and I'm gonna know this is not this is not. Uh, this is not based in reality, but if you keep self-censoring and you keep cow-towing to this wokeism your whole life, suddenly you start, you lose the part of yourself that's that's grounded in reality, and you end up believing what everybody around you is saying, and and that's where the real um, where where the, where the real power is in wokeism and in 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 the the name calling and the 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 real really the the social credit system that they've created yeah and um this has been uh, this is as i said a very a fairly new thing um how long has diversity been an obsession at the state state department did it start with joe biden is it that new the department or the, the department official that i talked to has said it has been like this for for decades right i mean like it's like it, it's it's been creeping up since you know, 20, 2014, 2015 is when he started to see it, and that's when he started to see it on college campuses as well. But he did say that it has vamped up a lot during the Biden administration um, because that's that's just the, the, the culture that they've created within their agencies and, and within the the military. It's, 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 you know, definitely condoned by the people. People create policy. Yeah, and, and I think you wrote that uh, at some point the Biden administration, I don't know who it was or what department it came out with us, but they they were suggesting to people in the State Department to no longer use terms like ladies and gentlemen. That's That was a bad idea. Yes, and they, they, they encouraged pioneering terms, uh, pronouns like zeezer and zers. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, they're <laughs> whatever, not doing Whatever that means. Uh, are they actually doing that? Uh, I mean, well, there are, what's Z? Is that X E? I ha- honestly, I have no idea, <laughs> but I, I I do know people that have that use those pronouns. What it means, what it corresponds to, um, probably it changes every day. But but that's that's also you know part part of the power that they have, right? Because they they're they're constantly changing things on you. You're constantly on your toes. And w- when people talk about about the pronouns and the gender ideology being a religion. This is what we mean. Mm-hmm. You don't go. You don't go to when you go to church or you go or you go, um, you know, to hear a homily or a sermon. You have to keep going back, right? You have to like stay up in your faith. With wokeism, um, you have to constantly go back to diversity training. You have to constantly be retrained, re-upped. Um, you have original sin in Christianity. Instead, you have privilege in in wokeism. This is how they control you because you constantly need to go back for your salvation, which in this case is these, these diversity trainings that this is, this is, it's literally become a religion 
um, within these corporations and within our government agencies. You know what bugs me about it is that um, someone who uh, who is getting ready to take a job, uh, he's a new person on the job, and uh, let's say it's a he, and he makes the announcement that he would like to be referred to as they, okay? The nerve that it takes, the... Um, the the, the just the the, the fact how, how how just obsessed with yourself you have to be to think number one if you want to go back a few years what you're doing is you're changing a language that's existed for about 1200 years but who are you that you are so special that you know you go to work at a place where there are 50 humans working there and you're the only one who has stipulated that there's a certain pronoun that has to be used when referring to you even though it makes no sense to anybody there are actually people out there getting away with that. that that's what stuns me. And you're, and you're at, and that gets to the root of, of the, this lie that the left is tolerant. They're, they're, they're tolerant of anything except for what they perceive as intolerance. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, they say, I'm, I'm going to use these pronouns and you have to use them too. You might, yeah. you might not believe that these can get these, Align with with a uh, biological sex, but if you don't, um, I'm I'm going to socially ostracize you. And if that doesn't work, I'm going to try and pass laws to put you in jail or petition to your your your, which is happening in Canada, or petition to your employer to get you fired because you're not accommodating me. Mm-hmm. That is the opposite of tolerance. Yeah, that's that's the thing that bothers me the most. That someone would have the nerve to expect. Everybody in an entire corporation, because this is only this is only um, applying to like 0.44 percent of the population. So, uh, how many actual people in the State Department, the millions of people that have worked in the State Department, how many of them are actually transgender? If it's 44.44 percent, how often do you run into someone who's got a, a pronoun issue in the offices of the wherever the wherever you're working, the Pentagon, wherever you're working? It's just, you know, did you come across any evidence to suggest that the number is higher in the State Department than it is uh, elsewhere? No, I mean, and, and it's it's not. And this is what the the, the individual that I spoke with, he said, um, he told me that, one, this is not really a problem. But in terms of the diversity trainings, it's definitely not. Because if you look at the State Department, it's a bunch of people whose jobs is to work with diverse individuals. <laughs> all these people are coming together to, to, to do foreign policy and to be able to, to negotiate and talk to others from across the world. So it's, it's extremely condescending and backward, and, and it's, it's not reflective of the general population, but you're totally right. We are bending over backward to accommodate the delusions of a vast minority of people who... Um, who, who one are very intolerant, and two are, are not being helped by in, by forcing others to engage in their delusion. What we do with people who are who who have mental problems, right? If you if you're a boy and you think you're a girl, that's a sign that something's wrong in the head. Mm-hmm. It used to always be a, a, a sign that you were mentally unwell. And instead of helping these people, where we're supporting and 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 encouraging their mental illness, and I think that is a very terrible thing to do to someone. Yeah, and uh, we're, we're finishing up here with Avita Duffy Alonso, uh, staff writer for The Federalist. And getting back to the original subject here, uh, your source said that this goes way beyond just being annoying and dumb. And he talked about the tweet on International Pronouns Day that, uh, that the, the uh, Biden people sent out. Yeah, that and that was so he. <laughs> That he said, uh, today in National Pronouns Day, we share why many people list pronouns on their email and social media profiles. Um, and that's where he mentioned the Z-Zers-Zers um, yeah. link that the State Department or the State Department sent out. And what was so insulting about it is it came on the heels of the disastrous Afghanistan withdrawal. And I just think, and I, I wrote this in the piece, but I just think it really highlights how backward the priorities are of this administration, of our government agencies, um, and, and really of, of ourselves as a nation, that we're not focusing on 
the real problems and, and the lives that are at stake. Um, when, we, when we think about the Afghanistan withdrawal or right now, we're thinking about China. Um, and instead, we're focusing on really stupid things. Yeah, this is the this is the tweet that came from the Department of State on October 20th, 2021. Today on International Pronouns Day, we share why many people list pronouns on their email and social media profiles. And then it has a link to something that you're, someone would actually waste their time reading it, but I guess some people did. Hey, uh, Avita, it's always good to have you on. Uh, I'm always really impressed with you, and, I, uh, I, and I, uh, you, you've been out of college a couple of years, and you have more wisdom than many, many people walking around who've been out of college for 50 years. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. Okay, that's Avita Duffy Alonso. You should read her stuff at The Federalist. It's always really, really very good. I'll be right back. This is Dennis Prager. Now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you. And without censorship from big tech, become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's PragerTopia Unlimited. Listen to the show on demand when it's easiest for you. This includes every radio show, every segment, and every guest over the last 10 years. And it's commercial free. You can even share your favorite segments with your friends. Plus, you'll get the same email from Alan Estrin that I receive every night about the most important issues to read about. Pregatopia Unlimited members can also listen to every program, lecture, and course that is in the Prager store. Thousands of hours. You can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Share my passion for free speech. Join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free Pregatopia coffee mug. It's all things Prager, Pregatopia Unlimited. Go to Pregatopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. It took a panicked run on a major bank to lead to the Second biggest bank failure in U.S. history. And Moody's just downgraded the entire U.S. banking system from stable to negative. Just a reminder why many people diversify their portfolios with something tangible, something that doesn't need bailing out, something that can't vanish into thin air. Learn the truth in Swiss America's shocking report, The Secret War on Cash. This all-out war against cash is a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. You must read The Secret War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling or texting 800-630-1495. That's 800-630-1495. This all-out war on cash, digital forms of currency, too, is growing daily. So please get and read The Secret War on Cash, free to Salem listeners by calling or texting now at 800-630-1495. Make sure you mention Salem when you call or text 800-630-1495. They are our cuddlers and co-workers, purr machines and love bugs, and constant companions. They are our pets, our family, and they make life so much better. When we face unexpected challenges in life, so do our pets. That's why we're on a mission to support people who love their pets and the pets who love their people, ensuring these families stay exactly where they belong, together. And you have something to offer. With an open heart and mind, there is nothing you can't do. There's no gesture too small or too big when it comes to helping. Whether donating a bag of kibble, sharing an Instagram post of a lost cat, or welcoming a foster pet into your home, every bit of kindness counts. You can help keep pets and people together. Visit petsandpeopletogether.org to learn how to be a helper in your community. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, did you hear the story about the latest white supremacist? Some... Uh wild-eyed white supremacist who hates all people of color, apparently. Uh, He drove a U-Haul into a White House barricade, and uh, the only thing that was inside the truck was a Nazi flag. And they took the flag out, and they stretched it out on the road so everybody could see it. And this, this white supremacist's name, you would think his name would be Billy Bob, and he was from, I don't know, not to be stereotypical here, but, you know, Alabama or Arkansas. Well, his name is actually Cy, S, not, not C-Y, S-A-I, Varsisht, that's V-A-R-S-H-I-T-H, Kandula. And uh, 
this that's the name on his Missouri driver's license. So uh, this is our latest white supremacist. The guy before that was a Mexican who uh, was had been posting on a Russian social media site about being a Nazi uh, and a big fan of conservative p- uh, people. So, but he was a Mexican. So these are a me- this is a, two Mexicans, I guess. Uh, who are all of a sudden white supremacists. So I, I have a theory about this. Um, you heard Joe Biden just said at the um, at the graduation for Howard University, a mostly black school and a UB, a U, a UHBC, um, and it's a it's a um, it's a kind of a coincidence that all of a sudden we have these these white supremacists attacking the White House and and doing things like this guy did here with a with the flag. Um, and at the same time, you get, I don't know, the feeling is kind of out there, and I've had some people on the show here where you, where if you heard them, you would also get the feeling that black uh, voters are starting to question a little bit their allegiance to the Democrats. And, you know, these people are always doing polling, always. And I just have this theory, call me crazy, that they're polling because they're doing a lot of it now because we're getting close to election time. It's going to be, you know, it's, it's a year and a half away, but the, we're going to be in primary season. And before long, somebody's going to challenge Joe Biden. But I, I just have this feeling that they've been doing polling and they're saying, uh-oh, this number of black voters supporting us has gone from 93% to 87%, and it's early. We can't let this happen. So I just have a feeling that that's what this is about. They're finding, they're looking around for um, examples of white. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.